Podcasting. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on a Thursday, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM, Trent Condon, Ken Miller with you for the next couple of hours, recapping, previewing, and generally talking sports with you uh, here uh, up until noon. On the BMW of Des Moines guest list today, we've got a guest coming on from the YMCA. Uh, he'll lead things off at some point early, probably first segment towards the uh, bottom of the hour thereabouts. Ryan Westerkamp from the YMCA is uh, going to join us for a few minutes. Catch up with him. Ryan's coming on for the purpose of talking about their football camps coming up this gotcha. fall. Uh, signups are available right now, and they've done a whole lot to make these camps as safe as possible for the youngsters wanting to get involved in flag football and go from there. So fall camps uh, getting started, registration underway. We'll talk about that and everything the YMCA does in our community. Absolutely. I'm all for it. We'll do that for six to eight minutes, whatever, towards the bottom of the hour. Mitch Holtis is going to be here. I want to find some time, Trent. You were telling me before the show that you found a... Imagine you scouring different websites trying to find a prop that you can bet on. Uh-huh, you came up uh-huh. with a prop for... So let me see if I got this straight. Okay. I was paying attention to it. It's not that I wasn't listening. Uh-huh, so you, uh-huh. I know about that. So the 32 teams and the um, uh, divisions that go along with them, mm-hmm. you can actually bet... So for instance, the Broncos. I'll use the Broncos yeah. for me. In the AFC West, there are four teams. I can bet where the... Broncos will finish in their division? Yeah, every single team you can bet will they finish first, second, third, or fourth. So the eight divisions, they'll give you, There's everybody's on the board. Everybody is on the board there. Of course, we have win totals. We talk about that. Right. We'll maybe dip into those a little bit too. And then to win the division, each of the odds. So a lot of fun numbers that are out there. And this again comes from DraftKings. For I know DraftKings was late to the party here. Right. when They're doing incredibly well. We are 370 days uh, past the opening of sports wagering here in our state. It was August Is 15th. That right? It was a it big was, celebration yeah. day. And, that was a fun uh, day. We were all at Prairie. All yeah. the shows were at Prairie Meadows. It was That was really, really it fun. It was, yeah. And I basically just hung out there all day long. Because <laughs> Got your picture in the paper. You were the <laughs> second one in line. They, I was. That they let some, who was the celebrity that they let make the first bet? Do you remember? Uh, Politician, for sure. Yeah, well, it was uh, the Iowa State guy. Um, oh, Whitford? Yeah. Jack Whitver okay. was there. There was also somebody with the Hawkeye connection. Those were and you the guys elbowed up- your way in front of him yeah. and made the second bet. Absolutely, that's wearing what you your have Montreal to do. Expos cap, if I remember. <laughs> that's right. I think I you was. were. Yep, had the Expos cap on, and it was a great day. But yeah. at DraftKings, it took a while for them to get up and running. Mm-hmm. But since they have the great job, the menu of options that you can do nationwide for yes. DraftKings. Get a lot of buzz, and it's yeah. not just daily fantasy. I know there's a lot of people that just don't like that. They just want to bet sports, right? That's not what this is. This is a pure sports book. Mm-hmm. Now, you still have to go up to Jefferson to open up your account. Until January that. 1st. And then after that, we'll be Everybody. all open. Yep. Don't have to go to Riverside. Wild, wild west. Sit in your couch and sign up <laughs> yep. for them all and get the best offers at all yes. of them. And when you're making a bet, shop around. Get okay. the best price. I will. <laughs> I know you will, but um, you know, half a point here, point there makes a, can make a big difference. And the good news is, is you know, you, you 
sign up for one in the western part of the state. It's not like you have to drive there to mm-hmm. sign up. Or when you want to cash, they'll put it back in. So a lot of changes coming in the sports wagering landscape in Iowa starting on January 1st. So I want to find some time, maybe 10.30 or so before yeah. Mitch. We can spend a few minutes on that. Mitch Holtis will be here at 10.50, as he always is, throughout training camp. Uh, Papa John sponsors Mitch Holtis, the voice of the defending champion. So, uh, can't say Chiefs. <laughs> Stop mid-sentence there. The Chiefs have to be what? To win that, well, save it. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. Are, they've got to be the single biggest, overwhelming, shortest price there by can't a be mile. Close, yeah. I mean, Baltimore's at least got some teams with a pulse in the north. Buffalo. Well, I'm talking oh, about oh, division. Division, right? Yeah, Pittsburgh. If Pittsburgh you think there's for a sure. Back, yeah. yeah. Who do we have on yesterday that thinks they're dark? Oh, Frank Schwab. Frank Schwab, yeah. They're 30 to 1. He says they're worth a stab. I, I get his, I, I got mm-hmm. his take on that. Anyways, uh, Mitch Holtis. Then at 11.05, Mark Morehouse is going to be here. We'll get uh, more on uh, Iowa's plans going forward, what they have, uh, what they've been told, when they'll be told, and, of course, the announcement. Uh, I guess the, uh, the memo, the email, the... Uh, letter that was put out yesterday by the commissioner of the Big Ten, Kevin Warren. So I'm sure we'll get into that with Mark at 11.05. Uh, and then Pete Futek, College Football News, will go around college football with Pete at about 11.25. At some point, we have. do we get a T-shirt to give away today? Oh, yes, we do. We Thought have so. another one to give away from okay. Boz Prince, and we will do that. The brand new KXNO T-shirts, you can find them on our website. You can find them at Boz Prince, but we will be giving one away today. Uh, we saw how well the listeners know me. No, I don't want to do anything like well, that. Let's well, let's find let's find a game or something. You want to play do a game? I think okay. so. You like doing games? I like doing games. All right. Uh, so uh, that's that's coming up at some point in the show. And of course, your opportunity to help pay your bills. The thousand uh, dollars keyword competition twice weekly. So let's. I guess we should start with Kevin Warren. The baseball was good. The uh, basketball was meh. Yeah, it was. it was nice to see the Raptors come from behind. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were they looked like they were sleepwalking. Well, they were sleepwalking through the first at least twenty four. Four minutes, maybe 36 minutes before they ratcheted it up and got going. Baseball, the Cubs split. Your twins got pummeled. Like, it's going to happen, right? Yeah, you're not going to win them all. No. There's going to be those games. And Rich a 2-1 loss, uh, loss trend matters just as much as a 9-3 loss. Yeah, run differential does you. not matter here. Right. We're not talking about a slow-pitch softball tournament. Absolutely. You're going to be okay. doesn't matter if you lose 15-2 or you lose 3-2. It's all the same. Twins off tonight or where do they go? Uh, they play again tonight. I think uh, against Milwaukee. You know what? There's national TV, I think, of that game. Is that the FS1 I game? I think it is. Let me, you know what I'm going to look. It is, yep. FS1. So 6 o'clock? It is 6-10 first Man. pitch. Uh, also will be on North and Fox Sports Wisconsin if you want to go Brian Anderson or Dick Bremer. Oh, Brian Anderson's doing basketball. Oh, that's right. He's yeah. in the bubble. Yeah, yep. good call there. Uh, you but, know who else is? Joel Myers. Remember I was talking about Joel yeah. Myers did all those big 12 games mm-hmm. when, oh, I don't even know what network it was. It was the cycling network. What the hell was Outdoor? Outdoor uh, OLN, OLN? OLN? No, that's... Outdoor Life Network, yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, okay. and it turned into Versus. Turned into Versus, right. And now NBC Sports Network. Right, so I think he did a ton of those. Good to hear his voice. He's, he's a good... He does San Antonio Spurs, but anyways. Um, yeah, so Brian Anderson's doing hoops, but we'll have plenty of options for the Twins tonight. Uh, Kevin Warren and his letter. Here's my take. I'm anxious to get yours. I think, just like Roger Goodell... Just like Gary Bettman, just like Rob Manfred, just like Adam Silver. Although maybe Silver has uh, more free reign because he's earned it. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Warren's kind of the messenger. Now I did an awful job. Yeah. <laughs> if you're if you're the messenger, you failed miserably in delivering that message. But 
I don't think maybe the Big Ten presidents are getting the arrow shot at them to the extent that they should, because ultimately, I think Kevin Warren is just regurgitating what he's told to regurgitate. Yes, you're the mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. You are. That's what you're brought in. As commissioners are brought in, they have to be the bad guy a lot. Yep. And we see that a lot and how quickly the tides can turn on basically any commissioner. Think of the early era of the Goodell era. Oh, awful. And he morphed into a guy that wasn't beloved, but at least he's had- coming around. He's earning some people's, I don't know if affection's the right word, but he's changing some opinions, mm-hmm. albeit slightly in a lot of cases, but he's not the public enemy number one amongst commissioners like he yeah. was. I Maybe Batman was, but it's hockey. You don't cancel two seasons and get away unscathed. This right, idiot. right. And Kevin Warren's legacy, he is the man yep. that canceled Big Ten football. Yep. That is what he has looked at. He upon. delivered the message, yep. As I said yesterday, I don't believe you can come back from that. I, I don't think that you can come back in the environment of what the importance of Big Ten athletics, what mm-hmm. football is, that you can come back and still be looked upon in a positive light. But yeah. To double down yesterday the way that he did, an outright lie. He in what lied. respect? He said that one of the reasons is cases are rising. It's not true. It's not true in any Big Ten state that cases are rising. So you're lying. Are you sure? Yes. He is not telling the truth. And that, that is can change. Issue. It can change. Right. But let's be honest here. The Big 12, the ACC, the SEC, they're going to get through this unscathed. They are. They're going well, to play. to an extent. They are going to play football this year. Mm-hmm. They're going to do that. And the Big Ten has hurt themselves, not just financially, but in the broad scope of things. Kevin Warren mm-hmm. is an unmitigated disaster. To sit there and not say a word for eight days. That was ridiculous, Trent. I agree. For eight days yeah. when these questions continue to come upon him. Mm-hmm. This is a guy. How did he get this job? He helped, uh, he helped build a practice facility for the Minnesota Vikings. And that puts yeah, you in- he was pretty highly thought of before that. I don't think they were just they just handed it to, handed it to him. Here's what I'll say, and I agree with you. He did a horrible job of relaying the message. If he didn't reach out to the Big Ten presidents at some point during the, the lapse in time and say, hey, we got to say something. Mm-hmm. We look bad here. I mean, what do you want me to say? If he didn't, if that wasn't done, then I agree with you 100%. But I still keep coming back. I think he's the spokesperson for the presidents. And where I, where they, one of the, one of many areas that they went hopelessly wrong is, I mean, finally yesterday we found out there was a vote. Mm -hmm. There was a vote amongst the presidents and it wasn't unanimous. Now there's a lie. Um, right. Because he did say at some point that it was unanimous. It was not unanimous. Nebraska, uh, his, the chancellor there came out on a radio show in Lincoln yesterday and said that that's not the case. We have a pretty good idea. Bruce Harrell didn't vote yes. Mm-hmm. Cancel. Right. Uh, although he wouldn't speak to the register. The register reached out to them for an interview and they were declined. Um, it's, it's not a good look the way the message was delivered. I don't know if he can come back from it. I'm not as down on him as you are. The other part that is a big issue for me is what he said about, we don't know enough about the virus. So are we going to know enough in January to get this no, godforsaken? No, I think this is the deflection trend. Yeah. I, I, this is what I think is happening here. I think it's kind of a look over here. Um, let, let's, let's, get, let's get your mind off of you're not playing in the fall. Let's dangle this carrot over here. And that carrot's January, February, March. The players don't want it. I don't think they do either. The players don't want it. They want to play in but fall. But will they play if, if January, if they come up with a schedule 
and it's that could happen as early as next week. And January third is the opening day, and they're playing it at Indianapolis indoors, and Minnesota, and Detroit, and St. Louis, uh, and Miller Park. Um, would they want to play then? Would it would it become a little bit more realistic that all right, I can touch this again, I can feel this again? Will they come around physically? For the guys that are going to be draft eligible, no. Mm-hmm. no. Uh, I heard Todd McShay yesterday talking about this very. Uh, he talks to a lot of these prospects. Obviously, he's always at, at the Senior Bowl and things mm-hmm. like that. And he tells every single Which, one the of way, them. When are they going to hold that? Uh, and, and that's another thing he actually talked about during the interview is he talked about he's trying to work with those those bowls and expand it out to two, three, four weeks where it basically becomes a camp for these guys that aren't going to be able to play. Oh, I season. see. So if you declare, if you opt mm-hmm. out and you want to go pro, yep. then you get a four-week camp while mm-hmm. your teams are playing, if yep. they play. Interesting concept. And that's what he said. He tells every single player, if you don't get one of those first or second round grades from uh-huh. the NFL Draft Advisory Committee, play. Play. Yep. That's it. He's telling guys right now, even guys that don't have, they have even a free agent grade, don't play. Really? NFL teams are looking upon a spring season, even one that starts in January. Think about that. Say it's January through March, early March, and that's okay. when it's over. Yep. You have to quickly turn around, get your body ready for whatever kind of combine there's going to be put mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. You couple that with right after the draft, remember what and happens. when's the combine in your scenario? Uh, combine would be basically right after the season. So, but I thought they were going to push the draft back. The NFL has said that they could push it, it back be, into June. It would be like the team days, yeah. And then that's kind of a different conversation here. But regardless of that, yeah, these NFL GMs have said we're not going to take a guy that's played a six, eight, ten game winter season and look at him in the same light as a guy that just played a regular fall season because of the taxing nature that it is physically. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a big demerit on these players if so, they do make so the decision. So, fields. Decides to play for Ohio State. You think it's his, it's his opinion that they're going to pass on him? No, no, no. We're we're talking about guys that are second round on okay. down. But for those guys, for Alaric Jackson, for uh-huh. Amir Smith Marset, for I think you can name six, seven, eight players for the Hawkeyes. He would tell them, "Don't play." Mm-hmm. No, there's going to be a lot of people that don't play. A lot of guys will opt out. Don't play. Yeah. And you talk about Ohio State. You talk about Penn State, Michigan. All mm-hmm. these big programs and what it would be for them and the numbers that you're going to see there, and they're not going to play the spring season. Like you said, this is the shiny object over here. Look over here. And what he put out there, we don't know enough about the virus. We don't know how to contract trace. What the hell has he been doing the last five months? Now they're finally putting together... Well, there's no contract tracing anywhere in his defense. He said that now they're putting together a task force to figure this out. What have you been doing since March? Kevin Warren, get it together. Mm -hmm. This is an unmitigated disaster for the Big Ten, he has been nothing short of awful during this time. Mm-hmm. This is not anything. This is the Big Ten. This is a mm-hmm. conference of champions. This is a conference mm-hmm. that is looked upon highly. Yep. And to have this guy come in here and do this in this fashion, coupled with well, his son. His son is playing football in the SEC. Sure. Well, we had a lot of but conversations does, as our family. Well, these, these Big it, Ten athletes, again, they don't get to have that conversation. I get it. But did Kevin Warren actually, if Kevin Warren would have had, did he have a vote? Oh, I don't know. If he would have had a vote, what, which way would he have voted? Would he have voted to play or would he have voted not to play? I don't know the answer to that question. No. His son is playing. Right. But, again, I th- he's the spokesman for the school presidents. Then what do they have? 
What do these universities have? I that, think they've got the they they've got the what do they call it myocardiology or but cardiosis? We've heard a multitude of doctors say that that whole study was well, crap. Look, you, as I said when you were gone, you can find somebody to say anything. I mean, sure. as I said, there was in the ni- in the mid nineteen eighties, there were economists who decided, you know what, Altoona's a great place for a horse track. <laughs> they found people to say that. Sure, yeah. <laughs> So you can find somebody to I, I look I don't know we don't know but it, it it's a liability issue first and foremost But he never said that. No of course that, you that can't word say never you, came out. you can't say the quiet part out loud in that respect because they are Well don't pee on my head and tell me it's raining. I, I want some truth here. Well but did you see is it Tom Mars the sports lawyer yeah. uh he came out in in very quickly after and he said that if he's hoping not just him I had Nate Bolton on to discuss it. He's hoping that the Big 12, that the ACC and the SEC go forward with their seasons mm-hmm. because they're going forward with their season for one reason, financial. Absolutely. And if there are lingering disabilities for these players uh, that they can be proven uh, that they contracted when they play, which I don't know how you're going to do, but... Um, they're licking their chops at this. They they think that this is going to be uh, a CTE make CTE look small as far as the money that's being tossed around. How much money is because they're amateurs? How much money is universities paid out for CTE currently? None. Right. Right. None. But the pros have now. Again, that's a whole other story because when the first the CTE first hit. it was my take that yeah, the NFL is in the they're in the in the crosshairs now. But what about college kids that didn't play in the NFL that have CTE? Yeah. What about high school kids that didn't mm-hmm. play college or in the NFL that played CTE? Their helmets are no better. In fact, they're worse. They're not, they don't protect you as much as the pros, you would think. So I thought we were going to have a trickle down all the way back to peewee football, potentially. So we don't know. We just don't. Um, I've said many times, I've, I think Kevin Warren is a good hire. I think this is awful on his legacy. I no longer believe that he's the heir apparent to Roger Goodell. I don't. Mm-hmm. I do believe that he is the mouthpiece for the presidents. Yes, yeah. And it's an unfortunate place to be yep. with what's happening Mike here. Mike Goodell is the mouthpiece for 32 owners, and he's the one that comes forward with the message, and he takes the brunt of it, the brunt of it. Um, Jim Delaney wouldn't have gone down this road. So that's would, a, we don't know the answer to that, and I would love to know the answer yeah. to that, Trent. It wouldn't be certainly as fractured. Jim Delaney, he knew how to rally the troops. Mm-hmm. He knew how to get everybody on mm-hmm. the same page, say the right things, and that has not been the case here. It very well could be something as simple as, there's a new guy on the job, and he doesn't have that respect with the presidents and the athletic directors, and because of that, yep. you're seeing the fracturing happen. But to see a conference that is not united on this front, to hear these continuous stories that are coming out, not from Sir Yachts of the World on Twitter, but mm-hmm. from real journalists, and most of them coming from Ohio State, but Gene Smith, Trying to you know swing it around and say he's still trying to pull a little bit of power here. I don't know. I I, I think Kevin Warren is in a deep deep hole. It's going to get worse, Trent. When September rolls around, mm-hmm. these other three Power Five conferences are playing. Look at in our state alone. Do you know how much spotlight is going to be on Iowa State? Oh, they're going to get. They're it on the stage by themselves in our state, and there's not even the this small level of none. You and I. Right. Drake. The, even just the, yes. the little sprinkling that we get of that, mm-hmm. that's completely off the table. We're not talking. We split our time between talking yep. Big Ten and Big 12 Have football. To. 
Now it is all Big 12. I know. Well, sprinkle a little more SEC and ACC than we normally would, mm-hmm. but that is what it's going right. to be. You're 100% right. And, and conversations that we have here on this station with Mark Farley, they're not happening. Nope. Well, that's more minutes dedicated to Iowa State, and it's going to piss off the Hawkeye fans. <laughs> there is no doubt, but it's the reality. Yeah. And my other, my other biggest frustration with Kevin Warren and the statement that was put out by him yesterday was the conversation of COVID, we don't know enough, then you're not having college basketball. It's over. Unless they do a bubble. With what they currently have in place, what what they're talking about here, and the concerns that they have, even without a bubble, what he said in that piece, you can't even have a bubble because they don't know enough. Are are we just going to be scared? Is that that the level we're going to be right now? We're just going to be scared. Scared or prudent. depends what side of the street you're on. I, I side with the science. I mean... What is the science for these kids, though? I don't know. I know they can get it. They can I know they it. can pass it on. Yeah. And they can pass it on to... So don't we just protect the population that is vulnerable and move from there? We can't live like this. Can We can't continue to live like this. Trent, how did they do it in 1918? Well, or was it 17? I get confused. Was there even radio back then? I know. There certainly wasn't television. Yeah. Um, it's a different world. I know. And we're a selfish country. Yeah. I'm selfish. I want my Big Ten football. I know. A lot of people do. Look, at a lot of people won't wear masks. I won't take any precautions. It's their right. I get it. Yeah. Um, Kevin Warren's in a bad spot, and it's going to get worse before it gets better. Going to get way worse. I mean, Larry Scott's not taking these arrows. No. Right? Well, because he came out right away and said the reason for it. And you don't have to agree with the reason, but at least he was out there. Mm-hmm. But to let this linger for eight it was, days. It was an awful look. It's, it's an awful unfathomable. look. Unfathomable. That that and as a commissioner, but that's what you could do. there. And, and Trent, I I keep coming up trying to come up with an excuse as to why this happened because I think that there's a whole lot of smart people in the Big Ten, in the hierarchy mm-hmm. of the Big Ten. Were they trying to? Were there a whole bunch of different legal opinions as to how we want our message to be put out there? Oh, I'm sure. And and could they not find solidarity as to how the message wants to be? Con- it was a terrible look. It, I go back to what was watching Dave Revson interview him live on the day of the cancellation. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. He couldn't answer a question. And it's not like this was his first interview. And it's not like Dave Revson is, I don't know, name a gotcha journalist. Right, right. Um, what's Wallace's? Mike Wallace from 60 Minutes. Uh, Jeremy Schapp hiding behind the bushes to Bobby Knight. Right. Just somebody. You, you ha- that's, Dave Revson does a great job, but he's not going to come out and try and cut you off at the knees. You had to know that these questions were coming, and he didn't. He couldn't say anything. It's the president. I'm convinced of it. Kevin Warren's the guy that's in the crosshairs. There's a bunch, there's a bunch of presidents, I think, getting off easy, and, and I think we deserve to hear from them. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. And, and and the register, to their credit, tried to hear from ours in our state. And didn't get a response. And they turned them down. Yeah. Turned them down. No, is, declined. Is it because I was not on the back of the Big Ten? Then tell us that. Yeah. Tell us that. Who doesn't want to play? Who wants to play? We should know that. Kevin Ward should be pushing for that to get himself out of the spotlight. Uh, we want to. Should we take a break before the? Yeah, let's, the wine? Do, let's that. do that. Then we'll get our wine. Speaking of football, I got a lot of football coming up. Well, this I just don't them. You got a lot of football this entire show. Yes, we do. YMCA. Yep. Chiefs. Yes. Big Ten Hawks. Uh huh. College football on a national basis. Like it. A lot of football to talk about. September's going to be brutal in our state.
from amongst the Big Ten fans. Second Saturday oh, in September. My, get ready for Cyhawk. No, get ready for the Raging Cajuns uh. and the Cyclones. Well, the Hawks are. Pl- oh no, they're not. No. Brutal. Cakes to know and iHeart want to help you with your bills. Text the keyword love to 200, 200 right now. It's your chance to win $1,000. Love to 200, 200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. I could use a little love right now. <laughs> I was going to say, text it to Kevin Warren. <laughs> uh, no, te- text it to uh, 200, 200. That's your chance. Ryan Westerkamp from the YMCA. Tell us about what their camps are, uh, what they've got camp wise going on and what else is going on down there. Happy to have them on. Mitch Holtis on the Kansas City Chiefs. I think more Andy Reid today. Is that what the, we yep. were? led to believe little Andy Reid conversation and we got some gambling talk coming up here uh at some point we do have to get into that what are the what are the chiefs to finish first in the uh, AFC West I, I, I mean here. how much do you have to bet I would minus bet a thousand to make Okay, so it's a little lower than I thought. Yeah, it, it might be that high, too. I'll get it up here during the break, though. All right, uh, Miller and Condon with you until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 10s of the West. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Welcome back, Miller and Con, the Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Ryan Westerkamp from the Y momentarily. Trent, yesterday we were late getting Cappy and took Cappy right to, to the end of the mm-hmm. show. In fact, the music was playing when we had to cut him off. I uh, never got an opportunity to thank our friends at Centurion Stone of Iowa, uh, Justin Luch, Joe Farron, and the whole team over there. If you're looking for manufactured or natural stone to accent or update your exterior or your interior project of any size, Centurion Stone of Iowa has over 200 uh, pattern and style combinations. You can visit the showroom. We encourage you to do that. 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. And it's open, but appointments are encouraged. 5525 Northeast 22nd or of com. They sponsor David Kaplan on a weekly basis. Cappy joins us in the 11 o'clock hour on Wednesdays. Ryan Westerkamp joins us right now. He's from the Y. They've got a lot of fall activities going uh, on, including youth flag football. Ryan's the senior sports program director at the Y of Greater Des Moines. He joins us. Ryan, uh, Trent Condon, my name's Ken Miller, thanks for coming on, Ryan. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me, guys. No, appreciate you coming on. So let's kind of do the four one one here. Tell us about uh, the flag football program you've got going on. I like the fact that it's a, it's co-ed. It's uh, different leagues, kindergarten all the way through eighth grade. Tell us what you got going on, Ryan. You bet. Yes, like you said, we got kindergarten through eighth grade boys and girls. Um, registration is currently open right now, but that's closing. Um, fairly soon on September 1st. Um, if you're a Y member, it's going to cost you just 50 bucks. Um, if you're not a Y member, you can still participate. It's just going to cost a little bit more at $75 for our program. But um, yeah, so if kids are interested, uh, they can register today. So a lot of people, of course, uh, looking at Different camps going on, schools getting forward, but the concern continues to be with the pandemic. So tell us a little bit what you guys are doing at the YMCA to create create a safe environment for the kids. You bet. So um, that's what I've been working on for the last several months. And we've you know kind of come up with a plan that we feel is going to be most um, safe for kids. We've changed some of our rules 
um, to try to um, avoid as much contact as possible. Um, you know, so we used to have bl- allow blocking in our league. This year we're moving to no blocking, which a lot of leagues have actually done, you know, um, for concussions um, anyway. So we thought this year would be a great year to move towards that anyway, um, you know, just so kids aren't grabbing as many people. They're not like up close. Um, it's going to widen the game open a little bit more, a lot more scoring. So I think kids are going to like that. Um, you know, we're going to, the kids are going to be required to wear masks when they're walking in the stadium and when they leave, um, but then do have the option of while they're actually out on the field um, of taking those off if they feel um, that's best for them. Uh, you mentioned walking into the stadium. Where will the games be played? So we play our games at Valley Stadium nice. in West Des Moines. Nice. Uh, that's, I mean, that's right, first class, right to the top yes. of the peg yeah. of the list there, Ryan. That's good. So, so help yeah, me out. No, the, Go ahead. Those kids get spoiled with playing yeah. on turf. Like <laughs> really? I, I never had the opportunity to play on turf, or it was like the stuff at the old, you know, Uni Dome in Northern yeah. Iowa. No, uh, it's not so. it's not as forgiving as it is now. Uh, Ryan Westerkamp yeah. is our guest. So you actually play games, but is there instruction? Uh, is there instruction time to learn how to play the game in advance of that? Um, <laughs> kind of go inside that if you would they do so teams um can practice during the week um you know so they're ready for their games on saturday so a lot of the younger teams will practice you know maybe once a week um and if you know as the older they get they might have two practices during um the week and then the games are all on saturdays we've seen a lot of youth sports be going on certainly throughout this summer I think of you, Triple S A baseball and softball that have been happening at high levels for months and months and months now. How about for the YMCA, what you guys have been doing and some of the protocols? And as you lead into this fall season, certainly, uh, what have you learned as you've gone through the different sports that you've been working on with the Y? Um, you know, I think it helps that flag football is outdoors. That kind of alleviates a little bit of some of the concerns. Um, I'm getting ready to work on what basketball is going to look like. Um, if we're able to play that in the winter, um, you know, but that's indoors, so it's a little bit different. Um, so, you know, just looking at all different kinds of things, I, you know, look up other leagues, what they're doing to try to see, you know, if there's stuff I'm missing um, for ours. We're just trying to do the best that we can to make sure that our program is safe, is as safe as it can be for the kids and the parents. Uh, how many years has this been going on? Um, so I've been doing this with the Y of Greater Des Moines for about, I think this is my eighth year. Mm-hmm. And so flag football has been around, like through the Y, you know, before my time, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's one of our more popular sports. Basketball is our biggest sport at the Y, um, but flag football is right up there. My daughter played four-year-old basketball last year with the YMCA. Yeah, had, a, had a great experience with it. You guys really do a great, great That's job. Awesome. And it's uh, it's fun seeing them out there having fun and just having a great time. So people want to get involved, want to get their son or daughter involved in flag football or any of the sports that you have set up at the YMCA. What's the easiest way to get signed up and get going here for the fall? So they can go to our website at dmymca.org, um, and then they can register online. Um, if they have questions, you know, they can email me. I'm always looking for volunteer coaches. All of our coaches mm. are volunteer. Most of them are parents. Um, I, ha- I have a group, you know, that coach year after year, but always looking for those new coaches to come in. Um, so, Officials too, Ryan? Or did you ha- I mean, somebody's got to officiate these games, right? Yeah, so I have staff that officiate. I'm okay. always looking for 
more staff. Uh, I try to recruit kids that you know came up through the Y system that played um, when they were younger. And then when they get too old um, and are looking for that first first job, um, I you know those are great candidates. But I'm also looking for some older adults that want to get back um, and just like you know working with the youth and in a sports atmosphere. So always looking for more officials for sure. I'm on dmymca.org, dmymca.org jumps off the page. Sports done safely. I like it. I like it. Ryan, best of luck. Uh, Best of luck with the endeavor, giving kids an opportunity to learn flag football, to play flag football throughout the uh, fall. Uh, League starts when? Middle of September, did I see? I'm scanning real quick. 19th through the 17th of October? Yeah, so five weeks of games, yep. and the registration deadline's coming up. So if they want to um, participate, they got to get on that pretty soon here. Good stuff, Ryan Westerkamp. Best of luck. All right, thank you. Thank Appreciate you. it. Yep, good to talk to you. Ryan Westerkamp from the YMCA. How are we going to segue to this? Youth flag football <laughs> to gambling. Smooth transition on in. Three, two, one. All right, Trent. Um, new segment. Their new segment, right? <laughs> Yeah, that was good. So I, I so Ella played four year old basketball. She did. It was an unmitigated disaster. I bet. In terms How, of, is the were the is it ten no, foot rims? No, no, no right? They, they were like five feet, maybe. Yeah, that's better. Yeah, maybe it was six, but yeah, it was. Uh, there was one a kid on her team. He was awesome. And oh, dad, it was co-ed. Co-ed. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, and, yeah. and dad was the coach, uh, oh, one of the sure, coaches yeah. of the team, and he was out there. He'd make a shot pretty much any time down. But yeah. they'd try to have the kids kind of step back and allow. The other kid then to come down and shoot, and Ella made a basket. And when she made that basket, oh, actually in the game, face, oh, I can it was incredible. Yep. Just how proud she was That's of that awesome. moment. I bet you'll never forget it. Yeah, it, it was True. a lot of fun. Yep. And the YMCA, I, I back in college did a lot of work with the YMCA. It's such a great organization, yeah. it really is, with the youth sports programs that they have and what they put together. Uh, friend Tavian Banks, uh, former uh-huh. Hawkeye, he's over there also helping out now and doing a real good job. Is he, so. uh, is he helping more at uh, Coach Moore at Roosevelt's? Wasn't he for a while? He was, yeah. And, and I'm not sure if he's back uh, yeah. helping out this summer. Ernst Brun was on that staff, yeah, too, I think, yeah. right? Mitch, uh, he was on with Chris the other day. and I oh, wanted, was he? I wanted to hear it, and I, I didn't have a chance. Yeah. I wasn't in the car at the time. I want to go back and listen to that. I just... I mean, we both when yeah, we I'm met a Mitch a year yeah, ago, I'm a fan. and I've talked to him a few times since. He is—he's the guy I think that can lead that Roosevelt program. He's going to be the one that's going to break the yeah. losing streak to the suburban well, they school. Had a good year, baseball-wise, which they, was they really did. good to yeah. see. And they did it without one of their best players, uh-huh. and not their best player, with Alec Niggett, right. who wasn't able to play as he had Tommy John. But Roosevelt—it's such an interesting community too. You have, of course, the Drake area that's part of that school district, but then you also have kids over by Grand. Mm. It is. Mm-hmm. As wide ranging of a school district as yeah. you're going to find as a high school there over at Roosevelt and Mitch Moore doing a really good job. Interesting, good stuff. Uh, that was fun talking to Ryan Westerkamp and best of luck with their endeavor. All right, so uh, we want to spend five minutes doing this because I'm anxious to hear some of the uh, divisional numbers that you've put that you've come up with mm-hmm. uh, at DraftKings. Of course, DraftKings is in the state. They are partnering with the Wild Rose Properties. Right. So Jefferson. Um, Emmitsburg and Clinton are the three wild rose properties in the state. Let's start with the defending champion, Kansas City Chiefs. So, so just in their division amongst the other three teams, yes, is, are they minus eight hundred? They're not. You can bet them to win the division. Win the division, first place, minus four fifty five. It sounds like it's a gift. I mean, who's going to beat them? Not your Broncos. No, not the Chargers. No, not the Raiders. No, no. This is a 
twelve and four at worst Trent, team. Mahomes missed time last year, yeah. and they didn't miss a beat with a quarterback who was coaching high school football and wasn't in shape. Right, Matt Moore yeah. comes out yeah. of retirement for God's sakes. You know what the uh, win total is for the Chiefs? It is the highest, of course. Uh, it's. Um, did they put a hook on it? They did. It's 13 and a half. It's 11 and a half. It's 11 and a half? You had them lay, lay minus 120, but at 11 and a half? Boy, that's another one. To make the playoffs, minus 1,000. Okay. Just to make the playoffs. To go 16 and 0, another one they have up. Okay. 25 to 1. 25. I wouldn't touch that. I wouldn't either. And I love odds. I, don't, I just don't see it. I think they're going to get beat week three when they go to Baltimore. Let's do uh, our teams next. Let's go with the Bears first. Okay. Uh, the favorite... In division place. Uh, third. Fourth. Behind Detroit? No, check that. Plus 200 on that one. Third place is plus 220. Second place, 300. And first place, only plus 380. Mm-mm. I would bet them at third at plus 220. I would too. I think the Vikings and the Packers are better. All right, Denver Broncos. So they are... I saw the Monday morning quarterback... And I'm still a fan because I got pissed off, <laughs> which is good. <laughs> yep. That I still have my fandom for my squad. Picked last at six and ten. Come on. Third place is the betting favorite okay. at plus one eighty. Behind the Raiders, I'm guessing. Yeah. Fourth at one eighty five. Second place, which I would probably bet at two thirty five. That would be the play. And uh first place is nine to one. Yeah, they're not winning the they're division. They're not winning the division. How about the Packers? This would the, the Packers and the Vikings would be interesting. Um they're picked to win the division. Plus 180. Yep. Second place, plus 195. Uh-huh. 3-1 for third place, and last is plus 525. Of Do you take a stab on that that Rodgers gets hurt? Ooh. I, I think they just rely on Aaron Jones and running the football. He's good. And so is Dylan. The kid yeah. from Boston College, who they're raving about. But you're well, also putting a rookie he, quarterback in That's there. true. When um, did, did he play much against the Hawks in the pinstripe bowl? He, did he play the whole game, yeah. or was he... Something was... Oh, you're right. He yeah. was hurt or something, wasn't yes, he? Yes, there was something going on. You're mm-hmm. exactly right. There was something off there. Win total for the Packers, eight and a half. Uh, some juice eight on the over. Half. Minus 137, though, if you're going over on that. What's the Vikings? We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, okay. To make the playoffs... Minus 129. The no plus 106. Uh, I think you're betting on Aaron Rodgers. Let's Elf. go to the Minnesota Vikings. KXNO's team. Mm-hmm. Chris Williams' team. And basically everybody I grew up with in North Iowa. All right. right. To win the division, first place, plus 160. So they're the favorites. Second place, 2-1. to one. Mm-hmm. Third place, plus 320. And last, plus 575. So their win total is 9? Eight and a half also. Eight and a half also. Big juice though. Minus 150. You got to lay if you're going over. Uh, if you take the under, plus 125. To make the playoffs, minus 136. So DraftKings doesn't think that the uh, that their division is going to be worth a damn. No. They're seeing a lot of the, kind of a 9 and 7, 9 and 7, 7 and 9, yes, 6 and 10 type of. A lot of parody. Yeah. In that one. Let's see. We got time for a team or two more. Who else intrigues you? Um, New England or Baltimore? Yeah, well, New England does too. Well, it's, the uh, North I, is a bunch of nine and seven. I don't get it. New England mm-hmm. to finish first, still plus one thirty. I'm not betting that. No. Second plus one eighty. Not betting that. See, I, I don't think the Jets and the Dolphins have a pulse yet. Third place, nine to two. No. Tied second. Fourth place plus six fifty. Yeah. Uh, win total eight and a half. Also for them. 
Big over juice, minus 143. Uh, the under, plus 118. To make the playoffs, the no, plus 145. Worth the stab? Yes. Plus 145, I think I'm playing that one. Because yeah, they had no. more opt-outs than any other team in football. They did. They did. So those are some of the uh, the big teams and the national teams. Oh, Cowboy fans, let's throw them a bone. We know there's so many of those Cowboy fans around here. First place, minus 110. For the Cowboys Jeez. to win the division, second place in the NFC East plus one forty, last place fifteen to one. No, and the Giants aren't gonna no. jump up there. Uh, I'm no, not gonna Washington nine and a half is the over under. What, what do they have? The Eagles. Uh, let's see here, Philadelphia. Let me scroll through. P. There they are. Uh, first place <laughs> yeah. plus one forty, second place plus one fifteen. Third, six to one, and twelve to one for fourth place. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back uh, talk more NFL with Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Mark Morehouse coming up at eleven oh five. Pete Futak at eleven twenty five. We'll go around college football with Pete, Trent, and I, Miller and Condon. Take you until noon on Des Moines Sports Station fourteen sixty KXNO and one. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Papa John sponsors this next segment. He's the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. He's Mitch Holtis. Mitch, good to talk to you, Mitch Holtis. Trent and Ken, how are you? Well, good to talk to you, Ken and Trent. Doing uh, very well, actually. Just getting ready to wrap up here another session in pads and kind of getting some folks back. Getting one Thornhill back is big. Uh, the talented second-year safety tore his ACL in Week 17. Eesh. So, seeing one Thornhill on the field in pads, even though he's very limited, sure. is a great sign. So that makes my day a good one. Yeah, Mitch, just to be uh, out there and to just hear the pads popping, right? It's we want oh, yeah. we want a sense of normalcy in our lives, Mitch. And even though it's not, it's going to be anything but this football season. Some things never change. And honestly, I think I told you guys earlier in the week. It seems like camp because you don't know what day it is or what the actual date is. And once the camp got rolling full speed here, yes, you're in protocol and very careful and very strict health and safety protocol. But then it just got to be about the routine and the football and get work done. And so, yeah, it was almost therapeutic Ken, that it's it's gone this way. You know, uh, Andy Reid, we, we've heard a cut from him already, and we got another one today, Mitch. And it, it's so interesting going back to the Super Bowl. It felt like there were so many people that weren't a fan of either team just rooting for Andy Reid. So he seems too. like such a good guy, just an easy person to root for. And, and you could tell on that national stage how many people just had a smile on their face seeing the big guy uh, get mm. that championship finally. Trent, he's really good for football overall because he has a passion for the game, even at the high school level. Uh, and he's good for the NFL. He's the one coach that has figured out how to integrate the college game, the basically the RPO spread game that you see all throughout Des Moines on a Friday night or throughout the state of Iowa and then in the colleges, and to somehow integrate that to the NFL. But you have to do it a certain way or it doesn't work uh, for protection schemes and the like. The fact that his personality and his approach is a reason he's liked that now since he's won one, everybody can put aside all of the criticism is he can't win that game or a time management or all the other garbage I heard. So now we can just set the course uh, to realize he's a Hall of Fame coach. 
you know, this week I've kind of focused on what would get in the way of the Chiefs repeating. Uh, what is there that are obstacles of why a team has not repeated winning the Super Bowl back-to-back in 16 seasons? And honestly, one of the areas is just not buying in. And this team last year bought in, you know, lock, stock, and barrel into Andy Reid. These are not easy camps. Andy stresses uh, these are full-tempo speed camps in pads, and we're going out of here day after day after day. Tomorrow will be a third straight day in pads. Well, he conditions during his practices. Keep in mind, this is a team that last year outscored their opponents in the playoffs 45-7 to mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter. And they've had winning Decembers now for five consecutive years. And for Andy Reid, the answers sound simple, but if it's so simple, why do so few teams do it? Literally take today and work on it to try to get myself better and, and do it each play and, and then do it tomorrow. And then you keep building that until – you have opportunities to play games. And when you get into games, whether you win or lose, um, you've got to make sure that you learn and continue to grow from those from those games. Here's the thing. Coaches, it's, uh, you know, a lot of coaches say that. Honestly, I've found very few at any level that mm. really do it. And it, you have to be stuck to your conviction. A meteor hits the earth or there's an earthquake, and Andy Reid will straddle the crack in the earth and <laughs> stay on course with what he wants to do, and it's all very calculated. And he's calculating these days here that one of the reasons they've been so successful in December is these are these are this practices and the physical, mental, and emotional toughness and infrastructure that they built in every single player. Mm. Well, it's what, three weeks from tonight, Mitch? We'll see the curtain yeah. go up. It's unbelievable. You know, go back to, uh, I mean, the luster of the, wor- of, the, of the World Championship, it never wears off. But when you started yeah. to focus on 2020, uh, before the schedule came out, who did you think, who did the, was there any discussion, you know, around the cooler before the pandemic made that impossible? Who that they thought that they would host in week number one on that Thursday night? I mean, I think the league got it right, you know, based on the playoff game that we saw. Is that who you thought that you would see in week number one that, the, uh, that Houston would be back in Kansas City? Well, you're limited to the eight home games that you right. have. You don't put together some Jerry World game, you know, and uh, made for. TV matchup uh, like some of these colleges have done in the past in a non-COVID world. So you looked at the, who the teams, uh, the Chiefs had at home. You, you knew it wasn't going to be a division opponent because they usually save those games for later in the season. Sometimes they don't. But um, And then, so to me, it narrowed down to two teams. New England, yep. where you've got, what does New England look like without Tom Brady? Mm-hmm. And that brings intrigue. In fact, in, in New England and Kansas City's had this pseudo-rivalry here for a while. We play them every year, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, the Houston game, because of what happened last year in the playoffs, and there's almost a pseudo-rivalry with Houston, because we played them a lot, whether it's you know the cross-pollination of, oh, you're playing the AFC South this year and you're playing all the teams, or it seems like when you're not, in those years that you're not, you seem that they were matched up with you uh, because they've actually won their division here of recent. So, those were the two that came to mind. So, yeah, either to me it was a coin flip. Either heads or tails, Houston or New England. Uh, let's talk about Papa John's, the Chacaroni, and the Donaldsons, Mitch Holtis. Yeah, the Donaldsons. I'm going to talk about them some more here in the upcoming weeks just because they're doing, they do incredible things. They, I'll toot their horn. They don't do it themselves. But they've done such a good job with their managers throughout the state of Iowa that it, it's what they do for benevolent work in the state. It's amazing. But this Chacaroni... I mean, honestly, I can get a week's worth out of it. 
uh, if I ration it. I tell my wife, nope, we're rationing <laughs> that. Um, and then with my cool Chacaroni uh, cutout, if we're in the LSU jersey with the Dale Brown cutout, uh, it's perfect. You know, we have a full table now. We sit down. So you don't need a shack or, you don't need a shack cutout at your table to get a Chacaroni, but you're going to want to get it when you order it. Uh, because you'll like it when it arrives. Shakaroni, Papa John's, Mitch Holtis, we will speak with you tomorrow. Thank you, Mitch. Thanks, Ken. Good to talk to you. Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, uh, I, you know, I want to segue. I was gonna, I was gonna talk about an announcer that got him in hot water. Oh yeah, Tom yeah, Brenneman. Let's save that for another time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Morehouse. We're not gonna save him any longer. He's gonna join us in about five minutes when we come back. Pete Futek, College Football News, will join us. Trent and I, Miller and Condon, take you until noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM.